Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell and let yourself know when uh, we have new podcasts to come out, get the notifications immediately, and then be sure to hit the like button. Uh, let your friends know. And, and all of these things can really help me to spread the word. That's what I'm uh, depending on. I do not have a huge budget to uh, spend a lot of money to notify people about what we're doing. I'm counting on word of mouth from folks like you to help me get this out. So please help me do this. All right, let's go to our teaching for today. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, New King James Version. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. I am going to go to a simple subject and simple predicate. The prophets through faith obtained promises. You know, we obtain promises through faith. That's how we get the promises of God. You, you can't get them any other way. As much as we love hope, we do not obtain through hope. The scripture doesn't say that we obtain through hope. We obtain through faith. And when you have a thing, obtain a thing by faith, it is because you do not yet have it in your grasp. That is, having something by faith is the mode that you're operating in when the thing is not yet manifested. The scriptures teach that this is having a title to your desire. This is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, and it's the 20th century New Testament. And I like this because it's very powerful. Now, faith is the title deed of things hoped for. Everything that is really valuable, like your house or your car, if you got an RV or a boat, you got a title deed to those things. Now, you don't have a title deed to your shirt or your suit or your clothing, but you've got a title to the things that you have that are of great value. So faith is the title of those things that we hope for. Now, if it's something that we hope for, that means then that we do not yet have it where we can put our hands on it. We can't squeeze it, touch it. It hasn't yet manifested. Faith is that force that enables us to reach out and grasp the thing that is unseen, and it becomes a title deed to what it is that we're hoping for. Now, that title gives you legal ownership of the thing. It doesn't mean that it's not yours. It is yours. You may not have it yet in your hands, but you have legal ownership from a spiritual perspective, from God's perspective. You have ownership of that answer to prayer, even though it hasn't yet manifested when you embrace it by faith. You don't need faith for a prayer that has already been manifested. You prayed for something, the answer came, you got it, and you now have it. You don't need faith for that. Uh, faith brought that into existence for you. So you don't need faith for the things that you can see. You need faith for the things that you cannot see. You need faith before the answer 
manifest. So this is the question that you ask. When do you release faith? When you make a faith connection, when does that happen? You do that when you pray. You make the faith connection when you pray. And at that point, you're doing what Hebrews 11 says, you are obtaining a promise, like the prophets obtain promises. Faith is like a cord that connects us with the answer that we sought from heaven. I can't go to heaven to get that answer uh, physically, but I can reach heaven with my faith. Now, I don't need a cord to grasp what is in my hand. If I can touch it, if it's in my grasp, I don't need that cord. So faith is like a cord that connects me to something that I cannot yet grasp. You need a cord to hold what is not manifested. I think the best way for me to explain this is to go back to children's church. And, and i got to tell you, when I first started ministry, I, I started working with kids. And I thought it was such a, a just not a waste. I knew it wasn't a waste. I, I knew it was important, but I didn't realize how important it was. I didn't think it was major league. And I look back on it now and I say, yes, it was major league. Because when I taught kids, I had to learn how to explain things. And I, that's really the strength of my ministry and all these years that I've been a pastor, uh, my strength has been in explaining things that are difficult to grasp. And I started that when I taught kids. Listen to the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. And, and then I'm going to explain this in a way that maybe uh, will really help you grab it better. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Your confidence is not the reward. Your confidence grabs the reward. It holds the reward. So you need the confidence to get the reward. You cannot get the reward directly, so you have the confidence. It enables you to grasp the reward. That's what faith does. It enables you to grasp the thing that you're after. Now, uh, hundreds of years ago, uh, the vaqueros, especially in Southern California, and I'm sure there were some who uh, did the same things in, Me in New Mexico, Northern Mexico, but especially in Southern California, the Spanish vaqueros, the cowboys, they had an ability that was flat out amazing. All of the accounts of what they did with lariat ropes, and their lariat ropes were not made of grass, they were leather and they had rawhide ropes, and they used them to great effect. Uh, one of their great pastimes was for four of those cowboys in California where there were grizzly bears, loads of grizzly bears. In fact, there was a man killed in what is today Santa Monica uh, by a grizzly bear in the 1820s or 30s. His last name was Sublette, and he got down to some marshy stuff, and there was a grizzly bear there. And they were very common in Southern California, but these Mexican vaqueros would surround a grizzly bear, and they were so amazing with the ropes that the four of them could rope a bear, one getting a leg, everyone having a leg, and they could, in fact, hold that bear at a standstill, 
and they actually captured bears like that. They were amazing. They could actually rope the hand, the arms and legs of bears, and uh, that's amazing, isn't it? Uh, it it's just incredible uh, what they were able to do. Now, that rope began to spread. Now, we think of it as being something that happened with the Texas cowboy and those that brought the longhorns up the trail, but really, they got this from the Mexican vaquero and then they refined it and brought it into what they did in trailing cattle from Texas all the way up to the north to Kansas and other places. All right, the reason that the vaqueros had to use the rope was because most of their cattle gathering was out in the open. The spaces in the west are just unfathomable to the people of the east. They had never seen such wide open spaces. Uh, they gathered their cattle with dogs. The herders would use dogs to gather their hogs and their cows, and they wouldn't have the huge herds because the, the farms were a lot smaller. You didn't see these massive herds of two, three, four, five thousand head of cattle. You didn't see that. Well, when the trail drives started, they had to use ropes, and they had to herd cattle and grab a wayward steer or heifer with a rope, and the rope was the only hope that they had of catching. When it was time for them to brand, they had to rope and to throw the cattle on the ground. And, and a really good cowboy could actually use his rope to lasso a steer or a heifer and then wrap the rope around and dally it off on his saddle horn and use it to pull and to jerk. And it could actually throw the cow on the ground. Other guys would run in very quickly and they would put a knee in that, uh, uh, the, the, chest and the, the rear of the of the cow and hold it down and that's how they would brand and they branded calves that way. So this is how they did it. They used the lariat uh, because it enabled them to reach out and grab something that they could not grab with their hands. And that's the idea that I want to use to convey faith to you. I believe that faith works just like a cowboy's rope. It enables me to grab something in a faraway place, and heaven is far away, it's not on this earth. That rope of faith enables me to cross dimension and grab something that I desire that exists in heaven, but not yet on this earth. Now, if you understand the principles of faith, you understand that there is a set time for you to receive. And the set time for you to receive is when you pray. Now there is a difference between when you receive and when you have. When you have is when the answer is manifested. When you receive is when you lock on to it and when you lay claim to it and when you come to God for it. Mark eleven twenty four, New King James Version. Therefore, Jesus said, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. In other words, he said, you don't believe you receive them when they show up, when they manifest. You believe you receive them when you pray. It is later that you have them. So the receiving, the believing and receiving comes first. The having comes later. In between, we have a struggle. 
And we'll talk more about what that struggle is and what it is called in our next lesson. But what I want you to see here is that we lock on, and at that moment when you pray and you've stated your case, you've come to God knowing that He wants you to have what you're asking Him for, you have found a promise in His Word. That promise has built faith in you. The Holy Spirit has reinforced that promise in your heart. You know that this is what the Lord is pointing you to. When you pray, and, and you know what I think? I think sometimes people pray too quickly. I, I think they pray before they have really had a chance to develop faith, and I've learned this over time. Then unless there's an absolute emergency, I want to wait sometimes before I pray because I want to build my case like a lawyer going to court. I want to make sure that I have my reasoning laid out and my promises laid out, and I, I want to make sure that this is not just a passing whim or a fancy. You know, I've had things before in my life I wanted one day, and five days later I didn't really care about it. It wasn't really that big a deal. I let it go. A desire, what things soever you desire, Jesus said in the King James Bible uh, in Mark eleven twenty four. that's something a little bit more serious. That's a much deeper held yearning. And so he didn't say whatever you have a whim for, whatever is the flavor of the moment that you're really after right now. What things soever you desire. It's a little different thing. It's a deep desire of the heart. That's what it is. And those are the kinds of things we can lock onto. And when we pray, we receive a title deed for it. Now, I want to go back to this scripture in Hebrews uh, that, that we, we, we see that we are not to cast away our confidence, which has great reward. When you lock on to something in your prayer and you rope it with that rope of faith, don't let go of your rope. You hang on to that rope. When you hang on to the rope, it will eventually bring you what you desire. And that's exactly what he meant in Hebrews 10.35 when he said, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. The reward is connected to the confidence. You lose the confidence, you lose the reward. You don't have your arm in heaven grabbing that answer. The rope is there. The rope has connected with your answer. And you are holding that rope. And you are slowly pulling on the rope. And I can't tell you this. Some ropes are really long. Some ropes are quite short. They're not all the same length. And so sometimes a rope may work much more quickly than at other times. We will ask the Lord about that. Why are some ropes long and some <laughs> ropes really short? We don't know that yet. But I'm sure we'll have a chance to ask. We're going to spend an eternity with him. But the key is we learn to have faith in that rope. Well, that's all the time I'm going to take for this one today. But we will come back and talk about this more in tomorrow's lesson. So don't miss that. All right? I'll see you then. 